against the machine. Welcome to Pod Against the Machine, or the pre-Pod Against the Machine uh, episodes here. I'm your host and GM, Sam, and I'm here with Izzy. Uh, so before we go any further, uh, Izzy, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Izzy, as previously mentioned. Um, not a whole lot extra to add to that. If you'd like to spell it, that's an I-Z-Z-Y, exactly like it sounds. But I think there's also a soda that maybe spells it with an E. Not where you would think. So... Don't get confused. It's a Y. Hey. All right. <laughs> and uh, who are you going to be playing on the show? I will be playing Kira Smith. Uh, she is a 15-year-old half-orc blood rager. She loves pink, purple, baking, and her scorpion familiar, Kingsley. And also just people, all the people, everyone everywhere. She's pretty tall, though not quite the tallest in the party, as has been an issue of some contention. <laughs> um, she has kind of copper skin and hair, bright green eyes, and a tattoo across the left side of her face and all the way down to her arm. She also has Kingsley, who is, for all intents and purposes, aside you know from being a familiar, a regular looking scorpion, save for the bright pink bow tie he has around his tail, he matches most of Kira's clothing, as well as her favorite weapon, Lucy, the Lucerne Hammer. Okay, and um, you want to give a little bit of a context of uh, where she comes from or where she lives as we're uh, picking up the game? Absolutely, I do. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> uh, Kira was raised in Torch, which is the town where we start the game. Um, she grew up with her adoptive human family and has lived there most of her life, as much as she can remember of it. She has two sisters, a younger brother, and uh, two human parents that she lives with and hangs out or tries to hang out, does some crafting with her father, does some reshaping of her mother's old armor into her own with her mother. As she does that, she will, of course, kind of resizes it because she doesn't fit like human clothing, but still really wants to have like your very classic splattered with pink and purple and glitter as you do when you go adventuring oh sure you gotta make sure to be nice and sparkly out in the trail i mean it's a visibility thing right i if if they can't see you how are you engaging in any actions you know <laughs> do you have a story um or amusing anecdote or something from your uh, other role-playing games a character you've played before maybe um, let's see. This is not necessarily one moment in particular, but I did recently play a one shot um, where I had a travel blogger based on Alexis Rose from Schitt's Creek because that has been uh, my other quarantine hobby. Um, she was an intimidation build um, and the method of intimidation would primarily involve <laughs> trying to find the, the most superior looking uh, person and demanding to speak to their manager. It was a really short run. Um, it gets a little gimmicky after a while, but um, for a one shot, it was perfect and so fun. <laughs> well, speaking of good times, uh, what would you say is the worst way you could think of for uh, Kira to die when she inevitably 
uh, dies a horrible and ignominious death in our Odd Against the Machine campaign. Right. Sure, sure. Inevitably. That's a great question. Before I answer, I do want to get some paperwork in the mail just to make sure that you won't use this against me. Please have it notarized on your end. Send it back. And I think we can plan that for like end of the month. Does that sound reasonable for you? Uh, why don't we just assume that that's already all done and you know embossed and everything? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yes, of course. I trust you. I think she is the kind of person she is much less worried about her own death. I think that part of that is just she's like very, very young and like all teenagers think she's immortal. Um, but the bigger part of it for her would be uh, being taken over by some sort of creature and being made to kill all of her friends, which would likely and at that point, she will also probably die or get herself murdered trying to avenge everyone else. I think that is like the most terrifying thing that can happen to her is being forced to just murder everyone she loves. Oh, there's certainly no risk of that happening in Pathfinder. Well, right. We've You've notarized the document. It can't happen. I just said that. That's true. I'm definitely going to be held to that. Definitely. <laughs> Don't embarrass your notary. <laughs> I got one last question for you, and it may be the most important question of all what's your favorite kind of dog french bulldog hands down i don't have to think about it they are short and stubborn and unathletic and i really identify with that you like take them once around the block and they get tired and i'm like yes same i don't want to go hiking i don't need to go jogging with you i'm gonna go outside once a day and then i'm gonna watch gray's anatomy not current season gray's anatomy i'm gonna watch seasons one through ten with my dog a french bulldog all right um so for the, the last part of this introductory um, episode, we'd like to take Kira out for kind of a test drive, give the listening public at home a chance to, um, you know, just get to know her just a little bit. So this is where we have a cool transition sound effect as we jump into imagination land. Transition. That was it. That was the effect. I did it. Saving so much money on Foley work. <laughs> it's gotten dark early today. The sky is choked with storm clouds and the rain is just starting to come down. Ignoring the weather entirely, a half-orc woman ducks expertly through the alleys between the buildings in Torch's warehouse district. Though there's surely no one watching, Parta has turned the trip into a game cover the ground invisibly, silently, climb up the stack of empty crates leading up against the abandoned warehouse, slip in through the window with the broken latch, and drop herself onto the floor directly behind Kira. Gotcha, Sparkles! Kira jumps about half a foot in the air, and um, Parta will see her hand almost like go to her back like she's going to grab a weapon, and then she turns around and realizes who it is and looks immediately relieved. She also looks... Not great. Um, she's clearly exhausted, dark circles under her eyes, her hair is a mess, uh, her clothes look just muddied like they've been slept in. Oh my god, what are you doing here? Didn't mean anything by it, kid. Just testing your reflexes. What in the hell says you so jumpy? Kira immediately drops her eyes to the ground and then after a second looks back up. Oh, I, I, well, I mean, you literally jumped out of the dark. That feels like a fair response. Maybe. Um, were you l looking for something or something? Were you just hanging out or 
I don't know, shopping? It's kind of late. Just thought I'd take a walk, see what was going on. Oh. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, me too. Just, uh, stretching my legs, I guess. I, I don't think, I don't think that's the whole story. You look shook up. Kira looks down at the ground again, runs her hands through her hair, gives a long exhale, and then sits back down uh, where she'd been sitting before Parda came in. I, um, well, it, it's been a long night, I guess. I, I just, I had to get away for a little bit. Parda, what, if you made a mistake, like a bad one, do you think it's, it's better to, to just leave it and not make it worse? Well, I think that depends on what the mistake is. I mean, everybody screws up, right? The important thing is what you do after it. Some things, you, you got to see if you can fix them. I mean, somebody like you, if that's who we're talking about. Here. We're not. We're not talking about you? Sure, sure. You don't have to tell me, but, you know, whatever it is that's bothering you, remember, you're strong. Don't be afraid to use it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Are you okay? It's weird that you're just out in the middle of the night. It's not like it's a great night for strolling. Although, I'm glad you're here and we can stroll together if you want. Yeah, sure. Just, you know, couldn't couldn't settle down yet tonight. Everything's a little bit weird right now with the the torch out and everybody's on edge, you know. Can't can't sit still. Yeah, it's I guess it's it's scary, but well, I figure if you and I stick together, we'll be fine, right? Sure. <laughs> it's almost convincing. There's nothing we can't overcome. Certainly nothing in a little town like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, gotta be honest. I love my mom and dad, but sometimes I think about just leaving. Just for a little while, just to kind of see what's out there, you know? <laughs> you and me both. Listen, if you really messed up, if you're really in trouble, you don't have to tell me. Just give me a few days. I've got something in the works. If it works out, I'll have plenty of money. We can get out of town for a while. All right? Take a breather somewhere no one knows us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that sounds... <laughs> Part of that sounds great. But what do you what do you mean? You have something lined up. What does that mean? That's nothing to worry about. Just a little job coming down the pipe. <sighs> I mean... Look, I, I guess if you say so, I can't can't make you tell me, but you would tell me, right, if if there was something wrong? Parda looks down at her feet and takes a long breath before responding. Then she laughs, a hollow, mirthless sound, and smiles over at Kira. Would you? At that, Kira almost takes like a step back. Um, she looks surprised and then defensive and then amused and then kind of sad. She sighs again and gives a little sort of a shrug, half smile. <laughs> Fair. Touche. All right. So I guess we have a deal. We won't tell each other anything, but if you need me, come find me, okay? Same goes for you. I'm always there for you, Sparkles. Yeah, I know. Thanks, Parda. And look, whatever you have going on, just 
promise me you'll be careful, okay? Always. Kira nods once, giving her friend and mentor an exhausted smile and a thumbs up. She feels better than she has in days since the torch went out and ruined everything. But she's cold and hungry and her headache is getting worse. And she can't quite shake the feeling that everything else around her is headed that same way, too. Against the Machine is property of its creators, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. Theme Against the Machine, written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect licensing information. So, do you have a send-off yet? I will just gradually fade us both out, like, mid-sentence, if that works for you. Sure. We'll fade in the the outro music uh, and then cut to black. And that will be a solid first episode <laughs> for everyone being introduced to the podcast. Well, bring in the just a couple seconds of a Rickroll right at the end. Oh, <laughs> beautiful. People will definitely come back for more week after week. You might say they would never give it up. I might say that, but you just did, so I don't have to. That's true.